0: I'd like to welcome everybody to another edition of the Tot Cast, and it's your boy Ryan Greco. I'm flying solo in this episode, uh, and really, we're going to be getting right to the nitty-gritty on this episode. Uh, I think if you've already read the uh, description on this episode, you already know what it's all about. It's all about the Crown League, the Nike Crown League that's been taking place all July. We're getting geared up for week number three, which is going on tonight at Ryerson at Kerr Hall, so uh, it's up and around Church Street if you are in the area be sure to check this out ladies and gentlemen it's free it's free and you're not going to see this level of basketball for free in the city especially at this time of the year so please just keep that in mind make sure you go out there and you support this event uh, once again, this episode is going to be all about dedicated to the Crown League, and we're getting an opportunity to speak with some of the players that are getting involved in the Crown League in this uh, this episode. Uh, we, we've got uh, Shaq Keith that uh, took some time to speak with us in this episode of Team Ace. Uh, we also have Tyron Watson of Team Ace. Those are two of the guys, uh, two up-and-coming players in the NBL, which is Canada's domestic professional league, the National Basketball League of Canada. If Once again, that's another uh, place where you can find... Uh, amazing basketball between uh, the months of January and June. Uh, I mean, the the games themselves are f- are televised for free on YouTube. So if you if you're a true fan of hoops and uh, you can't get enough of your fix, and uh, the Raptors aren't playing every single night, and you want to get another fix of Canadian basketball, it's right there for you. Uh, on the NBL's uh, YouTube channel, or just, you know, one of your local teams. I mean, they got they got teams in London, teams in Windsor, uh, they got a team in uh, up in Orangeville that you can come check out, that one that I actually do color commentary for uh, during the regular season. So always be sure to come and check out the league and support local basketball uh, whenever you get the opportunity because these players ain't no joke, uh, as you'll find out, especially if you come and check out the Crown League, which is going to be happening tonight. Be sure to get out there and show your support. Uh, it's It's the best level of basketball that you're going to see for free. That's the other thing, folks. It's for free. All you have to do is show up at the front door, register a Nike ID. If you already have one, all you have to do is enter your email address, and they already let you right in the door. So, uh, and I don't know any other place in the city, hell, I don't know any other place in the country, even in the Midwest, where you're going to get a chance to come and see NBA players mix it up with with streetball legends of Toronto and all over the from all over the country, even for that matter. Uh, you never know who's going to walk through those doors, especially now that you have the Canadian men's national team who has just finished up their Olympic qualifying, who came up a little short in Manila just last week, um, all of those guys are, are heading home. And so if they're heading home, you better believe that a few of them are going to be showing their faces at the Nike Crown League. So with that being said, uh, also, of course, the main event of this entire podcast, uh, you know, I didn't even realize that, I was going to have the honor of doing it but I mean we had an opportunity to speak with James Johnson just before he signed his new deal with the Miami Heat and uh, I never <laughs> I mean the the fact that we had the opportunity to get one of the final interviews with James before he left Toronto it's really sad to see him go because it's very rare that you get to see a player of his caliber at his level really take the time to show everybody love, and and that's exactly what he did when he came to the Crown League last week, and he tore it up. He tore it up. He was the big reason that his team kept it close near the end, even though they came up short in their game. Uh, I mean, James Johnson at any given moment he was he he was he was fitting to go off. I'll I'll just leave it at that, and I mean just seeing the putback dunk that he had there, I, the 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 consecutive three point shots that he was being able to make. Um, I mean. The, the crowd was always kind of on edge waiting for him to do something next. And he's a guy who really relishes these kind of community events. And and he'll go into detail in that during our interview. Uh Really, just at the end of the day, I would personally just want to send my congratulations to him for signing a new deal with the Miami Heat. We're really sad to see him go because he's a true character guy in the locker room that we saw that really uh, appreciates this city. And you can hear it in his voice. You can hear it in his demeanor. He's the kind of guy that who's never lost sight of where he was and where he is now. And I think that's something to be commended, especially in the time now, just, you know, with the recent retirement of Tim Duncan. You need guys, you need more players in the NBA. You know, I think I think the, it would be a richer league to have more players with that kind of demeanor in the NBA, like a James Johnson or a Tim Duncan, that really appreciate what they're all about and a commitment to excellence that players like that have. Obviously, different roles on the team, Completely different careers. I mean, Tim Duncan, being at the level that he's at, but really just seeing, you know, James Johnson is probably one of the more approachable NBA players you're ever going to meet, and you wouldn't guess that right away by looking right at him because this is a guy who's completely tatted up head to toe. Uh, he's got a, a real scruff look about him. Heck, even in the in the interview itself, uh, it's it's crazy. I mean, I'll go in a bit a little bit detail more detail later, but you know, he's he's an intimidating guy to sit down with in the beginning, and uh, really just. You'll see as the, internet, as the interview goes on, he's just one of those kind of guys. He, he just loves to talk ball. He loves basketball. And um, it was a real pleasure to get a chance to speak with him before he uh, he inevitably left. <laughs> but that's for later on in the episode. Right now, we're actually going to get to a, a, a brief interview that I had a chance to sit down and speak with uh, uh, one of the young guys, one of the up-and-comers in the Nike Crown League. Uh, he's no stranger to this league in particular, these games. Um uh, but he's still a relatively young guy, 23 years old, hailing from Brampton, Ontario. Uh, spent, uh, junior college in Kilgore. Uh, and I'm talking about Shaquille Keith, uh, otherwise known as Shaq Keith, <laughs> uh, for short. Uh, he, uh, he had an opportunity to, uh, try out for the Raptors 905. He was one of the final cuts on that team, uh, before eventually settling with the Windsor Express for this season, averaging 10 points and four rebounds, uh, shooting roughly, uh, uh, a respectable four, 49% from the field and also shooting uh, 30%, just under 30% from the three-point line. Uh, if you get a chance to watch this kid play, I mean, he's he's a, he's a unique body. He's, he's a little too small to be a forward. He's a little too big to be a guard. He's a tweener, but, I mean, if there's anything that we've seen in this day and age in the NBA, it's about length and it's about uh, size. And he's, despite the fact being a tweener, left-handed shot, uh, incredibly uh, deceptively quick he was a little bit on the thicker side but he uses that strength and his advantage as well to get to the rim and uh, he was a problem uh, you know he was he was doing his thing for, for Team Ace, uh, the team that he was playing for and he's no doubt also going to be a part of the league tonight So we're going to be looking forward to seeing him perform some more. Uh, But we had a chance to talk to him. It was his birthday that night. So, uh, you know, once again, a happy belated birthday to Shaq Keith. And uh, we had an opportunity to sit down and speak with him for a few minutes. So here we are, our interview with uh, Team Aces Shaq Keith and NBA hopeful at some point Shaq Keith. All right, and we are here at the Crown League and I'm joined by the Crown League veteran. Even though he's 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 one of the he's one of the young guns when it comes to this league and when it comes to basketball in general in Canada, but he is a veteran here. Is that true? It's Shaq Keith we're here with.
1: How are you guys doing?
0: So, Shaq, you've had a chance to play a couple of years in this league. Um, talk to me a little bit about the level of competition and familiarity it is playing here, but also getting the opportunity. Like, what does it feel like when you get a chance to go up against a couple of bigger names? And uh, it definitely seemed like even today, like. As much as people do know who you are in a sense, but they also, I saw the way some guys were guarding up on you. They're not respecting your quickness and you kind of made them pay a couple of times for that. So uh, just talk to me a little bit about that experience that you've had on the floor and the pace of this game so far, especially this year.
1: I mean, it's always great to play against uh, big name players or players that played pro overseas for a lot of years and things like that, especially being a young basketball player coming up. A lot of these guys are actually my uh, bigger brothers in the game of basketball. They've seen me grow since I was a kid, training at fall staff and playing throughout the city and they always knew that um I would get to this point and, and, and get somewhere <clears throat> in my future and it's it just came down to time and now it's becoming that time for that's allowing me to show, showcase my skills. So um you know it's just a quick come up and uh, a lot of these guys as I said they're they've seen me in the city and they know who I am and Every time they see me, it's just great things. They always see me growing and getting better.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of big brother, I mean, you and uh, Junior Cadogan for a bit there, you guys had a, a bit of uh, opportunities going back and forth at each other. Uh, you could even say that you got each other at one point or another. So talk to me a little bit about that, and do you have any kind of relationship with Junior Kadugan at all? So?
1: Junior is actually my actual, like, big brother. He In the game of basketball, Um, we train out at Falstaff. Especially when I was younger, I used to train with Denim Brown and Junior Cardugan and those guys when they used to come home when I was about 17, 18, and they watched me grow. Plus my cousin, Kijel Campbell, that's uh, my older cousin in basketball. He became a pastor now, but he used to play, and he was very good also. And they know me through him and me being the younger cousin. And, um, again, I know them straight from back to the playground days, so it's it's like almost a really a big brother, little brother type atmosphere and type thing going on. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, you, you know, you're only 23, but you have had well, actually, first of all, happy birthday. It is your 23rd birthday you. tonight, so um, uh, you know, considerably young, but also you've had, you're well traveled. You've had opportunity to play out in, uh, out in the Atlantic, Canada for a bit, playing college ball there, down in Texas for a little bit. Uh, you've been playing this past season in Windsor. Um, so, talk to me a little bit about what is it like, you know, comparing the play in places like that and the familiarity of playing you know in toronto being a brampton kid as well just being around talk to me a little bit about that experience and the, and the difference
1: i mean and the thing about it is with leagues like this i was i was born playing ball in the streets and playing ball uh, playground basketball like summer league basketball is all about entertainment and fun and mm. that's something that we've been doing it's every time you go on the court it's a show and then i feel very comfortable because i know everybody and, and all the big names and To be honest, the only difference between the playground and this is that it's a nicer court and it's hardwood. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I have the opportunity to, you know, there's two types of style of basketball. You can play summer league ball and you can play uh, professional ball and, and structure type basketball. And I have the opportunity to play Windsor, as you said, and play university basketball and play in Kilgore, Texas. And I learned how to play both styles. I know how to play for the fans, and I know how to be a professional basketball player. And, and it's just one of those things where you just combine the two and then you become the player that you are. So it's it's real good. Um, I learned a lot of things being a professional just as, I, as I just finished my rookie season. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys can go look at my tape, Shaquille Keith, um, NB, uh, NBL Canada rookie season. You can go look at my tape if you want.
0: Oh, as a promoter, love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: and, yeah, I mean, I've grown a lot, and it's I'm just trying
0: to take my talents and make some, you know. Talk to me about what is – one of the things that you were able to take from the, these experiences, playing street ball, being able to play on the, on the on the concrete as opposed to the hardwood, and and what are what are some of those things and those characteristics, especially considering you were in the crown league last year, mm-hmm. and how how did you how did you take that to the professional game in the NBL? What was what were some of the characteristics you brought with you, or you were able to pick up from? Just making
1: sure that everybody puts some respect on your name. Um, it's just one of those things where. You just got to gotta own your own territory. You're a nobody until you prove yourself, and that's one of the things that the streets teach you when you play playing in a playground. You got to prove yourself. When you just come up to the hood and you come to a court for the first time, depending on what hood you're from, you got to represent your hood, and, and by you playing those games and winning those games and doing what you do, people respect you because of it, and it's the same thing when it comes down to the professional floor. People, You have to make people respect your name, and, and that's all what I try to do every time I go on the court It's no matter who you are, where you're from, it doesn't matter. You're going to put respect on my name no matter how I play.
0: Well said. And uh, last question here. Um, what's next for you? Um,
1: one, winning this, winning the championship, which we lost last year,
0: mm-hmm. um, against One Love
1: T.O., which we play them next week. So that's going to be a fun game. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting some revenge, you know, winning this, this and going on to playing over in America and the other leagues. And um, another accomplishment I want to do is uh, obviously, I want to play in the NBA, and I'm I'm still I'm still young, and the summer league and stuff like that going on. So that's what I'm working on right now. It's working on with the summer league stuff and trying to get myself over on that side of the world and showcase my talent and hopefully get a job in, in the bigger leagues. And if not, then go straight to Europe. So mm-hmm. that's that's what I'm really working on. Is just staying in shape and doing what i do
0: well i hope above all else that we're going to see you in las vegas very soon in the next couple of weeks uh we're hoping for it because you got a whole city behind you and it's always fun watching you play because you're one of the more dynamic guys i think i've ever seen just because you're in that kind of mid-range height in a sense where you can attack the basket really quickly we've seen how quick you can be in the post and crossover moves and things of that nature but also be able to step up and hit a shot and we all know how important that is in the league today so i think personally there should be a place for you and let's hope for it in las vegas soon so thank Thank you for coming on Appreciate you coming on the TOT cast and uh, we'll talk to you guys in a bit. Of course, once again, a big thank you to uh, Shaq Keith for joining us on the TOT cast. And, uh, you know, once again, bright young kid. Um, Really speaks with a lot of confidence. Really has a lot of belief in himself. Uh, you could see, and it when you go and you watch him, especially if you go watch him tonight and also watch him uh, next week when he's going to be playing for uh, Team Ace. Uh, you know, this is a guy who's not afraid to go against the very best. You know, you could you hear in the interview that Junior Kadugan was literally one of his bigger brothers helping him train over in Falstaff, uh, and just to see how well he's been able to handle those kind of situations. He's got no fear when he's going to the rim against some of these, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12-year vets both in the professional game and uh, you know, guys that play for the national team, guys who even had NBA looks at times. You know, he's fearless against these guys. So, best of luck to him and also best of luck for his uh his ambitions of uh going to uh, eventually trying to make some NBA camp, the trial camps, uh, going into the uh, the season there and you never know what'll happen, right? That's all it takes is just one look. So moving on now, actually, we got a guy who's a little bit more well-traveled than uh, Shaquille Keith. We got uh, Tyron Watson of the Orangeville A's playing the Orangeville A's last season at the NBL. Uh, but once again, Tyron Watson, he's a guy who actually just came from playing in the Middle East. Uh, he was out there uh, putting, some, uh, putting some work in before eventually coming back to play in Orangeville, wanting to be a little bit closer to family, uh, where he came in and made an immediate impact with the Orangeville A's. Uh, and he's a guy who had a chance to watch through the entire season, and I'll tell you, he's an incredibly hard worker, great in the pick-and-roll game, great at finishing at the rim, uh, lives for that quick little floater, and I mean, he was making... Uh, his opponents pay for it consistently all of last week and i have no doubt that he's going to be doing that all this week as well when uh, they go up against one love to and uh, he talks about that as well a little bit going up against the team that knocked them out of the finals last year so uh, we're going to get right into this interview this is tyron watson of the orangeville a's from last season and also currently with team ace at the nike crown league all right we're here on the tot cast and of course we're being joined by uh orangeville a's player also crown league participants um A traveling man extraordinaire of all the different places you've been all over the world. It's Tyrone Watson here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. So Tyrone, I want to talk to you a little bit about, um, obviously you had a chance to play basketball in the Middle East for a little bit and now you came home, got a chance to play in Orangeville, a little bit closer to home, your hometown of Hamilton, the Steel Town. And uh Just talk to me a little bit about this experience and being out here and being able to play against some of the the more elite competition that Toronto has to offer and the country has to offer and um, just how you came to be in this situation. Yes, well, being out in the Middle East was a huge uh, learning
2: experience for me. It was a learning curve. It was a a culture shock. the best thing I enjoyed out there, I'd, I'd say, was the food. The competition was okay, but I think the food was pretty good. And uh, I met some good, fr- uh, some, some good friends that I got real close with, and they were friendly people, and I had a good time. It was just a good experience. And then just to take that experience that I had for five months and bring it to the NBL and just uh, my main thing was staying close when I came home to the NBL. So Orangeville was probably the best uh, decision for me just to be close to my family so they can come to the games and, and be a part of that experience with me. And um, I always look forward to the Crown League since uh, last year. It's like the best tournament going on in the summertime the top competition in Canada comes even sometimes they get some NBA guys some Americans so it's always nice to come here uh downtown you get a lot of free stuff and stuff like that so <laughs> I enjoy everything it's good to see everybody because you don't really get to see them during the during the school year because everyone's playing so it's good to reconnect with your with your lost friends and stuff like that and just the basketball community it's just good to come out here and showcase your talent and what you can do
0: you can see how strong the community is here. I mean, if you come in here and it's like, even for someone such as myself, like I'm just a media person, but you come in and it's like there's like 15 people you have to say hi to. So I can only imagine what it's like for you when you come back. Yes, yes, yes. Some people even say hi to me and I forget
2: who they are, and then I just <laughs> I just pretend like, oh hey, how's it going? Because they like they, I know them from somewhere clearly, yep. some gym. So yep. it's good. It's a good atmosphere. It's positive vibes, positive energy in here, and everyone's happy and just enjoying a good good run of basketball.
0: Yeah. Now, you, when you got a chance to go and play in Orangeville, you were coming uh, coming into that situation and you really give like the team a real shot in the arm at the time they were struggling a little bit and it, just to watch the, t- the pick and roll game between you and Daquan Brooks and also uh, Lewis Jackson when he was just to see the way that you guys were able to mesh so quickly um what are some of those experiences you've taken here and it's and just to see even now like it just seems like you had a couple of NBL guys that you were going against all year mm-hmm. and just going and barking at and it was entertaining to watch so how does it feel now to be able to play with those guys now and, and, and on this court in this atmosphere
2: well I, I let the guys know when we go against each other it's war but when we're on the same team where it's all fun and games so uh, those guys know I'm just a hard competitor I'm fierce they know I give a, always a hundred percent so it's just nice to play with some of them on the same team as opposed to playing against them so uh, yeah. everything's friendly the locker room's friendly and everyone's just together and happy to just be around one another and just playing for each other
0: is there anything you can take away from this going into the next season because it almost seems like it's a big sigh of relief for a lot of the players involved where it's a bit of a a reminder of hey you know what basketball's fun Yes, most definitely. Um,
2: you beat yourself up year in and year out uh, playing overseas and, and having to be the go-to guy and a lot of pressure on you, like, losing games, winning games. So it's nice to just come in relax and relax and play with old friends and just reconnect with people and just kind of take those memories and just run off of that positive energy into your upcoming season. Now I
0: just finished talking with Shaq Keith, and it, it, it seems like your team now, One Love To was able to knock, you guys off in the final last year. Now you got the chance, an opportunity to go up against them next week. Yes, so yes, yes. what are some of the things you might have to say for these guys? I mean, you know? it's re- it's
2: redemption. Uh, you don't really got to say much. They beat us last year in the finals. I think it was by like four points. So there's not really much to say. I mean, they're the defending champions, and that's motivation in itself. So I don't think there's going to be any firing up or anything to do like that. I think we just have to come out, execute coach's game plan, and, and let the chips fall.
0: Are you guaranteeing victory, Tyrone?
2: I'm not guaranteeing victory, but... It's going to be a great, great, great game. It's it's going to come down to the ending. I, I can guarantee you that it's going to be a dog fight, and uh, they have pride and they have good guys on their team too. So it should be a good game for the fans.
0: Always a consummate professional, Tyron Watson. Thank you so much for joining the Tot Cast, and uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. Look forward to it. And there you have Tyron Watson, Orangeville A's team ace. Uh, they're they've got you know saying everything short of guaranteeing victory for tonight against One Love T.O., the defending champions. <laughs> um, I mean, just constant, always always the professional, but at the same time, a very laid-back guy that really enjoys the conversation of basketball. And uh, always a pleasure to get a chance to talk to him, run into him at any time we get events like this. And, you know, best of luck to him. And I, I hope at some point he's going to find himself uh, a very, uh, you know, consistent place to play whether it be in Europe, whether it be here in Canada with the uh, with, our, with our domestic league. Um, you know, you just, you see, and I, I have to say this really, really briefly. You see the joy that these guys have for playing the game. You see how hard they work against each other. And, you know, a lot of these guys are just on the team. A lot of these guys don't get paid to be here. They get a lot of free gear, of course, and the sponsors take care of them. But at the end of the day, they really are here for two things. They're here for... Uh, exposure, of course, because you're playing against a lot of against a lot of good players and in front of a lot of higher ups in basketball. Don't don't get that twisted. I mean, as much of a community event as the Nike Crown League is, there are a lot of people that are there. Uh, I, I had, you know, I made a point about it in the last uh, TOT cast episode that sometimes it definitely felt like a lot of people were there just to be seen as opposed to actually enjoying the games. Uh, and uh, we'll see if that uh we'll see if that atmosphere changes a little bit as uh as the next couple of weeks go on but a lot of that also has to do with a lot of people just not knowing that this event is happening so if you're listening to this come on out and support it once again it's free and you're never going to see any better basketball outside of the ACC than what you're seeing in this Nike Crown League and there's nothing that rings more truer to that than my next guest on this episode of the tot cast and it's uh you know just once again, this comes down to you never know who's going to show up week by week. Last year, it was Anthony Bennett, Kelly Olenek, uh, uh Brady Heslip, uh, some of the best Canadian players this year. It's been Bruno Cabaclo, It's been Sim Boulard. Uh, and, of course, it's been this man joining us on the TOT cast, James Johnson. Uh, Johnson, will he be here this week, tonight? Doubt it just of the fact that it's been official that he's signed with the Miami Heat. He's there for a year. Ah, uh, the one-year contract he signed a six-million-dollar deal. Extremely happy to see uh, a guy of his character be able to, you know, and coming from the poverty as he was speaking of in this interview, uh, to be able to make it to the level that he's at. And really, it was it was a brief interview, but at the same time, I think he got his point across about why he's at the crown league in events such as this, and uh, how much he loves the game of basketball. So, without further ado, this is James Johnson, formerly of the Toronto Raptors, currently of the Miami Heat. Joining us here on the Tot Cast in the Nike Crown League, we have the pleasure of having uh, James Johnson, JJ himself, join us here on the uh, the Tot Cast. So, thank you very much for taking the time to uh, talk to us this uh, this evening and um, in Crown League. We've also seen you at events around the city uh, throughout your time as a Raptor, uh, coming to the Raptors' nine oh five games, even showing some support for the for the younger guys there. Um, so, what is it that kind of drives you to be a part of so many of these community events?
3: I love basketball. That's all. Basketball made me meet a lot of people, made me do a lot of things, but don't forget where I come from. You know, poverty is where I come from, so I like to go back there, Mm -hmm. feel comfortable.
0: And um, we had an opportunity. We were watching the beginning of this game. A lot of the guys, it seemed like, and it was a little bit of what we saw last year as well, where a lot of the guys were trying to give you the rock, get you going early. Um, And we saw you giving a lot of direction to these younger guys. What were some of the things you were trying to tell them through this game?
3: Uh, Just play, man. You know, we have a great coach on our uh, on our team and. He really does a great job of coaching. You know, he's not just out there letting us run free-fall, summer league, or summer ball. So, you know, we have a little structure, but just play, be comfortable, shoot to win.
0: Now, you had a couple of moments there where you started heating up a little bit. Um, was there any specific moment for you where you're like, okay, these guys are coming to play, and I need to step up my game?
3: Um, no, I don't ever judge nobody by the buck. You know, I I come to play every time. I don't care who you are or what league you win. It, was, it wasn't that. It was getting my legs underneath me, you know, a lot of traveling. No excuses, though. There's a lot of great players out here, and, you know, I love the bump, so.
0: A little bit, moving forward looking in for the future, and also just how your summer has been. You've been a free agent this summer, and uh, talk to me a little bit about that experience, because it hasn't happened to you for a little bit a while. You've had some consistency of knowing where you're going to be playing the following year, so talk to me a little bit about that experience and how it's been this summer.
3: Um, you know, it's always a process. It's my second time going through this, and, you know, I'm just blessed to even have my name part of what's going on right now you know to find a team be able to be on another team next year Uh, a lot of that runs through my mind out here I haven't signed yet and I'm out here hooping you know so (laughs) you see the love they're giving you a lot of love yeah so you know you know I had to pick and choose my time to be aggressive and really play basketball but other than that you know give these guys a little bit of that pro attitude and then ease off a little bit
0: Mm -hmm. you excited at all though you've seen some of the deals that are going on around the league I can imagine that sometimes when you're seeing what guys are signing for, you got a big smile on your face.
3: Nah, you know, I'm, I'm happy for them. You know, those are my peers and all that, but, you know, that's a blessing for them and their family. It don't do nothing for me. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, here's hoping. Just as one fan, I'd like to, I hope to see you in a Raptors uh, uniform next year, and uh, thank you very much for taking the time with us.
3: I uh, appreciate it. I hope so, too.
0: Thank you. And, of course, we all know how that story ended. Uh, unfortunately, James Johnson is not going to be a part of the Toronto Raptors this year. Uh, barring any trades during the season, (laughs) but, uh, uh, that's, you know, that's highly unlikely. Of course. Uh, he's now a member of the Miami heat signing a one year deal. As I, I, I do have to tell you a quick story, everyone, just before we get out of here about James Johnson, because this is a true Testament to not just James Johnson, but also the Toronto Raptors organization. I mean, there was a chance, a off chance, that I was at a Raptors nine hundred five game. I was just going as a fan, no journalism, no nothing. I was just there, front row seat, had a couple of uh, uh, pints uh, leading up to about the fourth quarter, of course. <laughs> and um, I looked to my right, and uh, I had noticed that James Johnson had been there for the entire game, uh, never left early, been there right from tip off uh, to cheer on the Raptors nine hundred five. And even across the court from me was Demar Derozan, uh, and it just it was it was a testament to me. Uh, from what I what I saw with that just seeing you know, the kind of support that even the pros and the guys at the top level of this of of this organization have for the guys that are on the come up. And I think that's a big uh, testament as well to James Johnson because there's a guy who doesn't have to be here. He's a he's an NBA veteran now. Um he's you know, he's made his money and he's taken a chance as he said. He says he hasn't he wasn't even he hadn't even signed yet with the Heat and a goal leading into into that, that game in the Nike Crown league. Um and, you know, just being out there being a part of the community uh you can see how much it means to him especially if you go out and you watch these games and there's a an off chance that he's there tonight uh and really just you know enjoying his last moments in toronto before moving on to miami uh i guarantee you it's going to be a treat to watch him play because he i tell you one thing he had definitely had some highlights that are going to be stuck in my mind for a while uh, a couple of putback dunks uh, a couple of big threes to keep his team in the game uh These guys aren't just showing up. They're playing. Um, So once again, it's the Nike Crown League, Kerr Hall, Ryerson University, downtown Toronto tonight. Doors open, I believe, at 6.30. Uh, The the big game, though, involving all the players that you heard on this episode of the TOT cast is going to be at 9.30. It's going to be Team Ace versus One Love TO, a rematch of the Crown League finals last year. And I guarantee you, these two teams want to beat each other. And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I'm looking forward to it. And with that, we're going to wrap up this uh, episode of the Tot Cast. Uh, of course, if you ever want to reach me on Twitter, you can reach me at Ryan Greco four one six. It's the same with my Instagram. Uh, if you want to reach out uh, to the show, of course, Tip of the Tower, we're on Facebook. Please like the page, share the stories whenever you get a chance to see them. Uh, give them a read. Always, always riveting stuff for whatever sport in Toronto that it is. We got it covered. You can also reach us on Twitter, of course, at Tip of the Tower. And I'll say it one more time, the Nike Crown League, tonight, doors open at 6.30. Free admission, ladies and gentlemen. You're not going to see better basketball for free anywhere in North America. I dare you, I challenge you to get in there. The seats, there's plenty of seats. There's plenty of room for people. Some of the snacks are even free. Everything is free, ladies and gentlemen. You're never going to see a better event for free. Kerr Hall, Ryerson University, beautiful court, beautiful air conditioning, which is something they didn't have at Jarvis Collegiate last year. But once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a hoops fan, if you need your hoops fix over the summer and the summer league isn't doing it for you on TV, you need to come out and check this this, uh, league out. Uh, Once again, my name is Ryan Greco, and I hope all of you have a fantastic evening, and we hope to see you at the Crown League tonight. Cheers.